Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. There will be some neuroticism on this one, don't y'all worry. But let's start with some big news. Um, launch, uh, well, it's about to launch, but we'll launch right into it. Uh, no pun intended. Again, some network talk, a little production diary stuff. Uh, little neuroses, and then we'll end with something fun. Exotic Liability is launching. We managed to get the, um, I don't know, the rights, the permission to put up all uh, 86 episodes. Um, those are have been submitted to iTunes that should hopefully launch this week. I, sh- I should hear from uh, iTunes this week, so I'm very excited to be adding Exotic Liability to our show stable, um, our show farm, if you're a long-time listener, as well as... Uh, you know, uh, in terms of getting stuff done with the network, um, I've got, uh, you know, a working logo for Deep 20 Proof. I've got, you know, everything. I've got one more piece to edit for uh, Mr. Wright. Um, and I've got to put together an episode guide because this one's, it's that's actually a very, very structured podcast in terms of what I talk about and when I talk about it. Let's see, Mr. Wright, uh, D&D, there's uh, Exotic Liabilities launching, I think. That's it. I mean, there's enough. But, I mean, I've got the logo ready for uh, D20 Proof. I just got to go over it with uh, Lizzie and Deb. And then Deb and I managed to narrow it down from six to, I believe, three uh, theme music for um, D20 as well. Um, Mr. Wright, the theme is done. That's really about it. I think Lizzie made some passing reference to starting another InfoSec um, podcast. I'll be very happy to to uh, hear about that, uh, more about uh, that later. Uh, not on the show, but I mean later in time. Uh, but no, I've been getting a bunch of stuff done. I've got to get about another, f- I think, eight web pages um, of the website done. But, you know, really, once I get the main pages done, and then the rest of them are like just the show pages, and the show pages, it's all like the same form. I'm just going to plug in uh, this logo and that, you know, this description, dot, dot, dot. And it's just a lot of cut and paste. Once again, very easy but tedious. There's that. And the new website, really, once Lizzie gets our server up and running, probably near end of the fall, the new website will probably go. Um, I'll start, you know, putting everything. Once I get the design set and done and Lizzie and Deb have approved them and... Um, I might take just a week to back off because, you know, it's it's a lot of work. Um, and I like doing, like, giving myself a little break so I can play catch up on stuff I need to watch or, you know, working on other things that aren't um, HTML coding. It's like I'll, I'll start looking at doing the episode guides for Mr. Wright. Uh, the air conditioner will come on. Stuff like that. No, um, but no, I like giving myself a little break so I can kind of, you know, even if I'm still working for the network, uh, on stuff that it's a it's a different um, thing I'm working on. So, you know, giving a break from HTML coding might be you know working on a new logo, or you know, vice versa. You know, once I do a bunch of design work, I'm like, cool. Let's see if it works. Let's see how I can cut it. You know, in um, in Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. So sorry to just break into song there for a moment. You know, and on that note, songs about love. Um, I will I will start this off. This doesn't end well, so don't get excited when I say I met a girl. I'm letting you sink. I'm letting you, you know, I'm letting that sink in. It's been two and a half years since I've really shown any kind of romantic aspirations. But literally a week after I talked about on this show about being ready to date, I met a girl. She seemed nice. 
uh, very flirty, and I'm usually oblivious to girls flirting with me. So if I notice that she's flirty, it was what I considered kind of over the top. Not that doesn't mean like she tried, tried to arm wrestle me for child custody, but I mean you know, kind of turned the flirt into eleven. So we start talking, and it turns out she dated one of my friends before he started dating one of my other friends, and this girl is still hung up on the first friend. Also, uh, evangelical Christian, comes from a foster family, like this, she literally just screams bucket of abandonment issues. Um, Also, upon our first couple hangouts, she tried to save me, like, with Jesus. I haven't really talked a whole lot about religion on this show. I think it can be a very personal thing. I don't think it should be shoved down anyone's throat. Um, And while she wasn't militant, it it came off as a little jarring, um, especially for someone who's a very committed but non-militant atheist. That would be me. You know, it was one of those, like, the minute I figured out she was crazy and that she had history with one of my good friends, I'm going, of course, of course, I meet a girl in the, in two and a half years, and she's a big bucket of crazy uh, with, you know, history with my friends sprinkled on top, and everyone's awkward, and no one really likes her, and she's kind of crazy. And then, like, two days after flirting, and then she just throws this text at me about, like, you know, oh, I just want to be your friend. And I'm like well, then you should probably stop flirting. And she goes, I don't know what you mean, smiley face emoticon. And I'm like, shit like that. Which is fine. Like, I'm not in love with her. It was just one of those like, oh, uh, okay. Maybe you need to get your shit together and figure out what's going on before you start walking up to guys at bars and, I wouldn't say leading me on, but I mean kind of uh, inviting a certain kind of attention. I know that sounds horrible and rapey, but I mean emotionally, romantically, I mean, that's what I mean. So really, I uh, kind of put myself out there, and that's what I got. Um, old Doug would have been like, fuck this, hermit mode. But really, you know, the chances of meeting a soulmate, the love of my life, um, you know, kind of the first time out of the, you know, out of, out of the gates, pretty goddamn slim. So I'm not worried about it, and I'm okay. You know, she, I guess, rejected my advances, which I thought were being uh, reciprocated. It's fine. You know, no, you know, no blood, no foul, no harm, no foul. It's, it's totally cool. Moving on. We wouldn't have gotten along anyway. She has a radically different sense of humor um, if she has one at all. She's not very funny. And just really didn't, you know, quite get me. I don't know if it's because I'm such a hunky dreamboat that she couldn't help herself to come up and talk to me or not. Um... But I'm just going to chalk it up to the hunky dream boat. So, lastly, I know this is a, kind of a quick episode, um, but really the, it's mostly about the girl thing and getting everything for the network done. We played D&D uh, a couple days ago, and we uh, recorded it, and it's uh, really goddamn funny. Um, the Amazon Alexa makes a guest appearance by telling me that, yes, indeed, 17 equals 17. Um, no, it was a lot of fun. I'm still a little rusty playing D&D. I have a problem gauging distances as a DM. Uh, that was really the rusty part where I was like, oh, it's 60 feet. And they're like, really? It's a staircase. I'm like, fuck, I'm sorry. I meant six feet. I meant eight feet. My bad. You know, so I'm still a little rusty. It's been a while since I've DM'd. It seems to be working out. They're kind of, they've gotten through the intro. They've, they've all kind of met. Almost every character is just like backing off going, I'm going to see what happens, or I'm going to see, like, what this person does. And it's like, 
luckily, I'm the kind of character where I'm just like, jump in the fire! Um, because my, you know, I'm going to quote some Metallica because I'm a metal bard. But, uh, you know, it was cool. I uh, summoned a thunder wave with my uh, guitar by hitting it in the, behind it with my cock and uh, blowing up a bunch of rats. So that was, that was pretty metal. Pretty goddamn metal. But no, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to um, the ongoing game. And I got a bunch of stuff done on the campaign that the co-DM needed me to do. Um, I know that, you know, we don't play. We play every other week, so I had like two weeks to get it done. But, you know, the minute I have a list, you know, long-time listeners, I make a list. I want to start knocking stuff off of it. And I want to, you know, get stuff done in between the network and D&D and then the day job. Um, which no no bites on um, a new day job. But now that Lizzie's uh, back from DefCon and what I think was Black Hat, um, at least at least DefCon, I know that one. I'm going to talk to him about a possible you know maybe an entry level into um, his um, realm of infosec. Um, kind of uh, trying to tread with my uh, technology uh, skills. Um, even if it's just data entry, it's still a skill because I'm well-versed in Microsoft Office Suite. But that's that's really about it. Hopefully next week I'm going to have a whole bunch of uh, good news in terms of more of these big life changes that um, I haven't been able to really talk about on the show quite yet, but there's a whole bunch of baby steps I'm taking off air that, once again, are going to amount to uh, big life changes. Um, so I'm hoping that next week I'll be able to talk about that. And then we're coming up on episode 100, which is bonkers fucking bonkers this is episode 98 talking to deb and i said yeah like you know no applause is coming up on 120 dam's coming up on you know 100 the the during the gap boys are kind of right behind us oh man i should have talked about okay i'm gonna talk about one last thing this it just i just occurred to me and i try not to you know talk a lot about other people and their problems because it's not my place to do that in this public arena of this podcast. But I, I, I'm going to tie it to myself, not because I'm a narcissist, but because it'll make sense why I'm bringing it up. I've got a friend. He's in some legal trouble. He's, you know, looking at probation. Uh, I, of course, got off probation almost a year ago. And after I got off probation, I was like, things need to change. And change is scary. But when not changing is scarier changes easily accomplished he's at that stage where he knows he needs to change his whole lifestyle because he is managing to piss off a lot of people around him whether it's him whether it's the alcohol he's self-medicating with i don't think he knows the difference at this point and i'm afraid we're gonna have to kind of stage not an intervention but have a sit down with him and go what the fuck's going on but it's to the point where he can't be trusted around any kind of liquor and i remember being that guy, I'm not that guy now. It, it's it's a matter of personal responsibility, and he's you know he gets angry that you know I'm not helping him more um, put together some some statements for for court, and I'm going, dude, I I'm not doing the jocks homework anymore. Like this isn't high school. You don't like you need to put in the work. Like you are an adult, and I think he's scared and frustrated, and that comes out as anger, and then he drinks, and the anger is amplified, and like we've said. On the show, I don't know how many times, anger is a secondary emotion. Like I said, he's, I think, scared, sad, afraid. I think he, he talked to me and had said, like, all the people around him, like, have elevated themselves or are changing. 
um, in my case, changing. And he's kind of stagnant. And, you know, I remember when I was stagnant and I, people would say, well, just change, like, just change your routine, go get it. And it's like, but I can't. And that's, that's fear. It's fear because you know what? I've done that. And now that I'm on the other side and I'm okay, I can look back and say that was fucking fear. So I think what I need to do is maybe have like a little sit down with them and go, it's going to be scary. It's going to suck, but this is kind of what you need to do. Now, whether you do it or not, that is up to you. But I will say, look, I'm coming at it from the finish line of a race. And I'm going to tell you, when you look back, the race isn't that bad. But it's a little scary looking at it from the starting line, you know, looking down the road. So um, he's a big picture guy, as, as he put it to me. He goes, you know, he goes, he doesn't think to tomorrow. He thinks like next year. And I'm going, nope, you got to start thinking one foot in front of the other day by day. What can I accomplish today? Don't 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 give yourself these um, goals and deadlines for a year that if you don't make them, you feel like a fucking failure. You start small, and then with my life, I mean, I come from this with experience. All those little baby steps are going to amount to a sudden life changing, and you're going to be like, holy shit. Suddenly, I've got a good job. Suddenly, I've got a car, and I'm driving, and I'm going out and being social and looking for a relationship, which I didn't think was possible two and a half years ago. I mean, I thought two and a half years ago I was going to fucking die alone, and then a week ago I met a girl. I mean, it didn't work out, but you know, baby steps. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I think the only thing is that I see him go through this and it reminds me a lot of myself. Um, back then I know that I wouldn't have listened to me, um, back then and I don't want to enable him and I don't want to backslide through, you know, trying to be there for him. And then he, I wouldn't say drags me down, but kind of takes me through backwards progress. We'll see. Um, it, it's it's hard, you know, watching your friend, you know, walk the road through hell. But, you know, and it always feels like you're doing that alone. Well, it's, you know, because if, you know, you don't want to be saved, you're not going to be saved. I'm not saying that Jesus-y. I'm saying, you know, if you won't change and you don't like the way your life's going, if that if the change is so scary that you're not going to change... You're not going to change. You have to do it for you. It's the only way it's going to make it stick. And I had a girlfriend say that to me because I was like, I'll change for you. And she goes, you got to change for yourself or it's never going to stick. And I was like, fuck you, hippie. Um, And then, you know what? In therapy, I found out that's absolutely fucking true. Absolutely true. You have to change for yourself. Where I was two and a half years ago was so scary and terrifying that, like I said, the thought of changing was less scary than not changing and that's the best advice I can give someone, really. So there you go. That's uh, my acute mental neuroses, a friend's acute mental neuroses. Uh, so from Dam, Doug's acute mental neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Dam, Doug's acute mental neuroses, like I said before, these have been my acute mental neuroses. Good night, Internet. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!